passage together. I will be reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Hear now God's word, for he does indeed speak to us through it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that your word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Thank you, Father, that you speak to all of your people, whether young or old, male or female. We are all yours, and you speak to us because you love us. And so we pray that you would help us to hear your word, that you might transform our lives, and you might fill us with joy. pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Kids, this was a cold week, was it not? But we had a special blessing from the Lord, didn't we? The Lord gave us snow, something that we don't get to see very often. And I hope you got a chance sometime over this past week to go out and play in the snow. Youth group knows that I'm basically a big kid at heart, so you know that I dragged my wife and my two girls outside to build some snow forts and throw snowballs at each other. And some of you may know that I grew up up north in Michigan, and it would be cold like this week for months, months. It would get very cold like it was at the beginning of the week. And I would always enjoy going out and playing in the snow. But first, my mom would always say, you have to get dressed warmly to go out and play. And what that meant was I had to put on a big, thick winter coat, snow pants, snow boots, of course a hat, gloves, and sometimes a scarf or a face mask because it was so cold. And I would have to do this each and every time I went out. And when we were done playing, we would come in and everything would be wet because the snow had melted and I had to peel off all these things and put them by the the heater vent so that they would dry off in time for the next time that I would go out uh, to play or go to the bus stop. Now, why would I do this each and every time? This certainly wasn't my idea, I, I assure you. This was my mom's idea. Uh, she, she made me do this, and it was a pain. But I did it every single time because I knew that my mother wanted me to do this. And I knew it because she knew something that I didn't know as a kid. She knew that if I went outside and played in the snow, I would get cold. I might get so cold that I would get sick, or I might even get painful frostbite on my fingers or my nose or my ears, and that would be a problem. And she was caring for me. She was taking care of me when I didn't have the wisdom to take care of myself. Now, kids, uh, most of us here know who God is, know that he loves us, that he made us for himself, and uh, my question to you is, how? How does God love you and care for you and help you grow in wisdom? And I think if we think about it and we, we see what Scripture says, what we see is that for kids, teenagers, even young adults who are still living at home, the primary way that God cares for you, watches out for you, provides for you, is through your parents, your human parents. And then when we look at this passage, what I think what we should see is this, is that as God loves you and cares for you, through your parents, 
What God would have you do is love him by loving and honoring your parents. Now, kids, uh, I want you to know how good it is for you to be with the adults here in worship each Sunday. Now, it's sadly not something that happens in every church. There are a lot of adults that frankly don't want to have kids around because kids can be wiggly and whiny and distracting in the midst of worship. And some kids don't want to be in worship because the sermons can be long and it's not as fun as watching TV or a movie or playing on your computer or something like that. Or sometimes people think, well, sermons, they're just too difficult for kids to understand. But I want you to know why it's good for you to be here, why the elders of Zion have chosen to have children with the adults in worship. And the reason is because worship is for God, and God loves you particularly, and God chooses, he wants children in worship with the adults. And how do I know this? Well, I know it from a lot of different places in Scripture. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And when he said little children, what he meant was babies. And most of you, none of you, are babies. But if he wants babies, then certainly he wants you. But the other way that I know is from passages like this from Ephesians chapter 6. Because Ephesians is written to the church. It's a letter to the church. And notice in this passage, he is talking directly to children. And so he is expecting, the Apostle Paul is expecting that kids are going to be there in worship with their mothers and fathers. And so um, it is good for you to be here. Now, this isn't a, a kid's sermon. This isn't a children's sermon. We don't do children's sermons, and we don't do adult sermons. This is a sermon for the church, for God's people. And kids, I know that sometimes sermons don't always seem like they apply to you to the same extent as other times, like perhaps the past two sermons where we were talking about husbands and wives. Um, but my hope is that as you sit under the preaching of the word, that God would plant the seeds of his word in your heart so that as you grow, your love and understanding and knowledge of God's word would grow with you, and you would grow wise unto salvation. But there are some times where God speaks more directly to us, and it's in those points that we need to particularly pay attention and hear what God would say. And this is one of those passages for kids. So let's now hear what God would have us say. He says, Children, obey your parents. Now when he says children... Um, the Apostle Paul could have meant anything from little babies up to adult children whose parents were still alive. That, that set term could have referred to that. But in this passage, what he's talking about is kids who understand who God is and are still being trained by their parents. So if you look around the room, that would probably be anyone from about three or four years of age up into those young adults who are still living at home with their parents. So youth group age, Sunday school age. And he says, children, 
obey your parents. Now, I know that your parents are not perfect. I know that they don't always tell you to do things that you want to do. But you have to know that your parents are leading you in a way because they love you. And you need to understand that for all the conflict and struggles that you might have, you are far rich, rich, more richly blessed than you realize. Because in this particular day and age, when Paul wrote this letter, fathers had the power over the life and death of their kids. Absolute power. When a baby was born, the father would choose whether to accept the child or to reject it. If he rejected the child, this baby, the baby would be either discarded and left to die, or it would be picked up by somebody who, whose job was to sell babies as either slaves or to stock brothels. If the father accepted the baby, then even then, while he was a member of the household, the father had absolute authority. He could, he could even when the child grew, he could sell the, the, the child as a slave. Or he could put the child in chains to work out in the fields. He could discipline the child any way that he wanted to, including putting the child to death. He could, he could kill his own child if he felt that that was right. He had absolute power over his kids. So when Paul wrote that, children were not valued. And yet, God, look at what, how God values the children in the midst of that. He speaks to them directly and lovingly as a father to his children. And he says, honor your parents. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And he gives three reasons, three reasons why you should obey your parents. It is right, it is commanded, and because it comes with a good promise. First thing he says, he says, honor your, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I'm sure every one of us here has seen kids either ignore their parents or disobey their parents. And this isn't right. And when, when he says it's not right, it's, it's common knowledge to all. Nearly every civilization in all of history has recognized that children ought to obey their parents. Children... Uh, Parents give their children life. They change their diapers. They feed them. They clothe them. They train them. They discipline them. They give them, you know, they expend their money to care for them. They go to work to provide for them. How backwards would things have to be for parents to obey their children? It is right for children to obey their parents. But it's not just right. It's not just common knowledge to all and part of God's uh, natural order, but it's commanded. He says, honor your father and your mother. Now, kids, I'm sure you remember that this is from the Ten Commandments. This is the fifth commandment. Um, and in this commandment, God is saying you ought to obey your parents. So, when your parents teach you to obey them, what they're doing is they are teaching you to obey God. It is, it, you obey God by obeying your parents. 
But it's a little bit more than that, too, because God in this commandment teaches all of us to obey or submit to the authorities that have been placed over us. We've been given all sorts of authorities. We, receive, we have bosses in the workplace. We have government leaders. We have leaders in the church. You have your parents. And the relationship you have with your parents is the most fundamental, the most basic authority relationship. And so God says, honor your father and mother. And how you obey your parents will affect the rest of your life. It will affect all your other relationships. You disobey here, and it affects your whole life. And in fact, it is so important that other parts of Scripture, like the book of Romans, say that when children are disobedient to parents, that, is, that shows the extent of our sinfulness, because it is so part of how God has made us to obey our parents. How, um, how uh, reasonable is it, how unreasonable is it for children to be stubbornly disobedient to the ones who give them life and give their lives to care for them? Um, when we talk about the Ten Commandments, and this is, this is something that is important. When we talk about the Ten Commandments, we, we, talk about, we usually talk about two different parts. The part that is the duty to God and the duty to man. So for some of the commandments, it's easy to decide where these go. So the first four, we would say, are part of the duty to God. No other idols, or no other gods, no idols. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Uh, remember the Sabbath day. Those are part of our duty to God. And then there, the other, the last five are obviously part of our duty to man. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not covet. Well, the question is, what about the fifth commandment? Honor your father and mother. Now, Christians, when they, t when they talk about this, they usually put honor your father and mother as part of our duty to man, which makes sense because your parents are people. Uh, but the Jewish understanding of this is that the fifth commandment is actually part of our duty to God. And the reason is, is because in this commandment, God is teaching us to obey authority and respect those who have been placed in leadership over us. And God says all authority is coming from him. So ultimately, in this fifth commandment, God is teaching us to obey God himself. We learn to obey our parents, to obey authority as part of obeying God, which should help us to understand why God makes such a big deal about children obeying their parents. So I don't know what you thought when Elder Bell read that passage from Deuteronomy chapter 21. He said it was terrifying to him. I think it should be terrifying to all of us. In the Israelite, part of God's law was that the Israelites were to stone to death children, and they were probably grown children, children that were stubborn and rebellious to their parents. It was so important that, these, that th this was such a big thing to God that he gave them the death penalty, um, which should tell us the importance that God has for obedience. Now, praise God, we don't do that anymore. Praise God, there's no death penalty for disobeying your parents. But why isn't there? 
is I would ask you. It's not because God doesn't care about your obedience, because he does. He over and over again tells us to submit to authorities, honor our parents. The reason there's no more death penalty is because Jesus took the death penalty for you and for me. Jesus died on the cross for disobedient children like you and like me. And he has set us free from that penalty of death so that we could live. But not so that we could continue to be disobedient, but so that we could be obedient children. We could love our Father and submit to our, heaven, or our earthly fathers and mothers. He has set us free for that. Now notice it, it says, it, in the second verse, it says, honor your father and mother. So he changes from obey your parents to honor your father and mother, which is what is in the Ten Commandments. So it's easy for us. I'm sure we've all done it where we obey just out of duty because we have to because they're our parents or we obey out of fear because we don't want to be disciplined. But God would have us honor our father and mother. We, we, we ought to do it from our heart, heartfelt obedience because we are loving them. And it's, it's a way, I think, that um, God blesses your parents through you because they are, they are seeking to love you with their lives. And when you respond with heartfelt, thankful obedience and respect, it's rewarding to them. It is a, a gift that you can give to them. Um, but there's another element to it, too, um, when we obey, sometimes it's a lot easier to obey when our parents are around than when they're not around. I know that there were times where I was playing and I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do, and when I heard a parent coming, I would quickly try to clean up whatever thing I was doing to make sure that it was to my parent. It seemed like I was obeying what they wanted to do and not getting myself into trouble. And it's easy for us to obey when their eyes are on us and not um, when they're around, but... And all of us have seen kids that uh, are wild or disrespectful or complain about their parents or are rude uh, when their parents aren't around. And it's natural for us to wonder, what is the relationship with this child and their parents? Are there, are, why are they so disrespectful? Your actions, kids, can bring honor or dishonor to your parents. And that's important for you to understand. In fact, um, kids, I don't know if you've caught this before, but your actions can affect whether your dads are able to serve as an officer of the church. One of the qualifications, one of the rules for what man, men can serve as officers is that does the man uh, manage his household well, keeping his children submissive? So submissive means obedient under his authority. If you are showing a heart that is constantly rebellious and stubborn, then you are bringing dishonor to your father. But God would have you honor your parents with your actions and with your words and love them that way. Okay, so there was, three, I said three 
three reasons why we were supposed to obey our parents. One, it was right. One, it was commanded. The third one was that it would go well with you. Uh, there's a promise. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now, I don't think what he's saying is that if you obey your parents, you're going to live to be old. Uh, I think we all know, or many of us know families where that has not been the case. And we all know the Lord Jesus Christ. He did not live to be old, and he was perfectly obedient. But I think there are two things that God promises to us, promises to you, in obeying, obeying your father and mother. One is an eternal promise, and the other is a promise for this life. First, um, when God gave this commandment to the Israelites, remember, he also gave them that commandment from Deuteronomy chapter 21. And perhaps to the Israelites, they may have seen this as the opposite to that commandment, that if you were rebellious and stubborn, you would be put to death. But if you were obedient and honored your parents, you would live. It was a choice. We don't do that now. But I think there may be echoes of that in our lives. Because remember this passage, maybe it'd be hard for you to remember, but if you went back to um, the end of chapter 5, the Apostle Paul was saying, this is how you are filled with the Spirit. He's been talking throughout the book of Ephesians about being united to Christ. And those who are united to Christ are filled with the Spirit. And those who are filled with the Spirit submit to one another out of Christ. And in the midst of that is where he's saying, children, obey your parents. As if to say, if you are in Christ and you are filled with the Spirit, that will work itself out by honoring your parents. So if the, that's true, then if you are living in disobedience to your parents, then you are not being filled with the Spirit. You are living with the Spirit of ungodliness. And those who are living in a spirit of ungodliness are apart from Christ and are subject to his judgment. And so what he's saying, I think, in one sense is, by your obedience to your parents, you are demonstrating that God himself is at work in your heart through the Spirit of Christ because all who are filled with the Spirit will submit to their parents. Now, I'm not talking about, like, when I say a, a, a stubborn heart, I'm not talking about situations, individual situations where you disobey or complain or things like that. We all do that, and you will do that for your whole life. I'm talking about a, a hardened, stubborn resistance to submit to your parents unwilling to recognize that God himself has given you these parents to love you and to care for you. In that case, you ought to be concerned. And if that's been your heart, then know this. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to set you free from that. So I would encourage you to confess that to the Lord and to submit to your parents. So there's an eternal perspective, but I think there's also a perspective for this life, and that is to give wisdom. Um, throughout scripture, every time God talks about submitting to authority, he always seems to attach a blessing to it. He says um, that we ought to pray for those government leaders that are over us, that we might live a 
peaceful and quiet life. Uh, in Hebrews, he says, obey your leaders, probably in the church, who are keeping watch over your souls. Let them do this without groaning because that would be no advantage to you. I think the same thing is here uh, with parents, that he's saying that there is a blessing when you obey parents. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12 says this. He says, wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. And when we obey our parents, God is teaching us wisdom. He's communicating that wisdom. Your parents have been alive much longer than you, and they have made lots of mistakes in their lives, and they have learned from them, and they have gained a heart of wisdom, and they love you, and they care for you. And so when they speak to you, they are seeking to impart that wisdom, to pass on that wisdom, whether it's practical wisdom about life or it's wisdom about who God is or how to live in, in the midst of the world. Whatever it is, they are seeking to help you grow in wisdom. And when you obey, when you honor your parents and you see them as the means that God is passing on this wisdom to you, God teaches you that wisdom, and it becomes part of who you are, and you gain and grow in that wisdom. And that wisdom that he's giving you is part of how God protects you and helps you in life. And kids, this is really important for us to understand because our lack of wisdom can create these blind spots in our hearts. And it's not so hard when you're a younger kid, but when you become a teenager, this becomes part of every one of our struggles. Because our parents are no longer bigger than us, uh, and we start to see their faults and their sins, and we see that they're not too much different from us. And when they tell us to do something, our natural reaction is to say, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Just my dad, just my mom, you know. Or um, they don't really know me, or they don't really trust me. And we react against what our parents say. And the, the sad thing is that in the midst of our lack of wisdom, our pride gets in the way, and it, we say, well, I'm really different. Yes, that, that may have worked for you, mom, dad, but you don't know me. You don't know me. I'm, and what we're essentially saying is, I'm smarter than you. Like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes that you made. Or I'm stronger than you. Like, you, that, you might say I shouldn't go into that situation because I'll be too tempted. But I'm stronger than you. <laughs> I'll be able to stand up to that temptation. I know better. And none of those things are true. And we know that those things aren't true. But even if they were true, even if we were smarter, stronger, better than our parents. God is better, is smarter and wiser than all of us. And even in that situation, he speaks to us and he says, obey your parents, honor your parents, because this, anytime God commands us to do something, it is for his glory and it's for our benefit. And he is promising that this is how he will help us to grow in wisdom. And we know that this is the path of godliness and righteousness because this is what the Lord Jesus Christ did. And kids, no matter how smart you are, 
I promise you the Lord Jesus Christ was full of more wisdom and more purity and more strength and self-control than you ever will have. And yet he chose to be born as a young boy and to grow up with imperfect parents. No doubt they were foolish at times. They gave him bad advice. They made mistakes. They accused him of things he didn't do. They didn't show him the kind of affection that he wanted to have. Um, they didn't trust him uh, to do what was right. They were just normal parents, just like your parents. And yet, Scripture says that Jesus obeyed his parents perfectly. And he did it for you and for me. He grew in that obedience. He learned obedience. And God says that he grew in wisdom, if you can believe that. He grew in wisdom as he honored his parents. He honored them with his life. Everything that he did reflected on his parents. And I think we can see that Jesus obeyed his parents as a means to honor his heavenly father. And that's why we ought to honor our parents as a means of honoring our Heavenly Father. He's given us these parents. In fact, um, everything Jesus did, he was doing to honor his Heavenly Father. In John chapter 14, Jesus says, I do what the Father has commanded me so that the world would know that I love the Father. Everything he did, even laying down his life on the cross, was to honor his heavenly Father. He did it for you and for me. And kids, that spirit that was in Jesus is the spirit that is in us, is in you and me. Not a spirit of disobedience, but a spirit of honor and love and admiration for our parents that Jesus had. That's what he's calling us to. That same Christ-centered spirit. And kids, you have to know that when the Spirit of Christ in you brings you to obey your parents, this is a way that God demonstrates to the world that the Spirit is at work in you. I'm sure that you have seen lots of kids disobeying their parents, you know, when their parents aren't around. But when you obey your parents, when you honor your parents when your parents aren't around, that, that stands out. That stands out because God is putting you on display and his work in you on display. And who knows? Perhaps someone would say, why, why, do, you talk to your, why do you talk about your parents like that? Nobody talks to, about their parents like that. And there's an opportunity for you to share about your love for Christ to your friends. Your honor of your parents is uh, on display for the world. Kids, as we uh, wrap up, I told you that I'm a kid at heart, but I've also had the honor of being a parent, obviously. And I just want to give you one final perspective, and that is a parent's perspective um, you, especially teenagers, see your parents' faults and weaknesses and sins. And I assure you that your parents see them in themselves as well. And 
But I want you to know the reason, the fuel that keeps us going in the midst of those weaknesses, and that is our love for Christ and our love for you. Our love for you. We love, your parents love you for who you are and all that you are becoming. They love you for the, your gifts, your skills, your personality, your goofiness, your mind, your heart, your emotion, the smile on your face, uh, your bedhead in the morning. Uh, they love seeing you grow physically and emotionally and maturing as a young person. They love seeing the love of God grow in you. They love you for who God made you to be, unique and wonderful in all that you are and who God is making you to be. And they are overjoyed with the privilege of being part of the Lord's work in your life to shape you to become who you are. And I tell you this so that you understand, you are immensely loved, immensely loved. A parent's love is very strong for, it's for a parent's child. And yet our love for our children is just a mere faint glimpse of the eternal love of your God for you. God has given you parents and has put his particular love for you into their hearts so that you would get a glimpse of his love through them. He has loved you from before the foundation of the world. Your parents have only loved you since you were born. <laughs> your parents love you and pray for you. They are not looking to stuff all your life or to make your life difficult, but they are lo looking to see the best in you, to see you reach what God has in store for you for your whole life. And they have this love because God himself is loving you through them. And that is honorable. That is honorable. So, beloved, honor your parents as you seek to honor Christ, and it will go well with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of families. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for those of us who have been given the gift of having our own children. Father, I pray that you would reveal your love in the midst of our families and that you would help our kids to understand how greatly they are loved by you.